trouble is not my fault all this I got to lose my friends, I lost my baby That's a smoking crack, only today what to change He wanted it, so they could give me the track Well, I too feel Coach Diaz, is that you? Yes. And can you hear me? I can barely hear you. Uh, a million. Times. How how about now? Is this better? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, perfect. We are working on the well. Coach Diaz, you know, we really want to thank you for taking the time to come on our CR Live broadcast. Absolutely glad to be with you. Yeah, and just like in the last podcast, we're going to start out with presidential trivia. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, we're here to talk about the U.S. Open. I just, you know, I got to get you laughing at the get-go. Um, I, I think we have to start here because, Coach, you looked really good on that ESPN screen during the Isner match. Did you realize you were going to be the center of the camera's attention? No, not at all. I don't know that I was, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate you commenting on that. No, no, I mean, uh, I heard from a couple of friends that, uh, yeah, looking good on TV, but that, uh, you know, that uh, was not my focus there. It honestly, it was uh, just a wonderful opportunity to see John, you know, in in a phenomenal setting there. Um, you know, just I'm so proud of him. He's just continued to get better, and, uh, you know, just now, just sort of kind of a uh, you know, regularly getting to to the latter rounds of a Grand Slam is no small feat. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. And, Coach, I want to introduce our other uh, co-host during this interview. It is former University of Louisville player, number one singles, all ACC. Uh, you may have heard of him, Alex Gornett, who, uh, you know, we're so happy to have Yeah, him. I remember well. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Coach, right. I, I'm pretty sure if, if, if Gornett goes to Georgia, you guys have four national titles to now boast of. <laughs> well, For the record, he he's used that joke uh, twice now. <laughs> <laughs> that would have helped. That would have helped. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, then, Coach, uh, I, I, I think the obvious starting question, you talked about getting the chance to go watch your former player, John Isner, play in these Grand Slam events. Uh, you know, we touched about this a little bit earlier when you came on the podcast, but just in general, to see a guy like John, to see the Kevin Andersons of the world have success on the Pro Tour, how valuable do you think that is for college tennis as you know, as advertisement for making college a viable pathway to the pros? Well, it certainly is uh, a strong, uh, you know, assertion that uh, you know we 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 can be a, a, a pathway to to successful pro uh, tennis players. Um, uh, not only Kevin uh, and John, but just uh, so many others now moving, you know, up in the rankings and having done well um, for a while now. So, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, there's so many good coaches now involved in college tennis. Uh, you know, the emphasis that athletic directors are putting, uh, you know, on on our sport uh, for the most part, you know, just great facilities, great support staff, and, and weight training and nutrition and uh, you know, and everything else that goes along you know, sports psychology. You know, there's so many things in place for these guys that, uh, that along with, uh, you know, with great coaches, uh, you know, I think that this certainly ensures uh, that, um, you know, kids that have a big dream of playing pro tennis have everything they need at their, at their uh, you know, at their hand, on their hands. 
Couldn't agree with you more, Coach, especially you know us at the Cracked Rackets team. We are all about promoting college tennis. Uh, and it's definitely it – is, it is a viable pathway. I think especially for a lot of players, they think that you either have to go pro or go to college, but that's not the case anymore as the level in college tennis has, has risen recently. And we have people like your former player, John Isner, um, who are doing amazing things out there. Um, and, and to follow up with you about, about Isner, so you, you dropped a tweet uh, earlier this morning following the Serena match that there better be no coaching signals sent out in today's men's final. So we want to get your take. We, we want to get your take. Uh, I was going to say, this is how you know Gornet's a former player, not a full-time commentator, because the segue there would have been, well, coach, you talk about the importance of coaching. We saw coaching go wrong yesterday against Serena. It, it's true. Gres Greskin has, has some better moves than me in the commentating <laughs> business. Um, but do you think on-court coaching needs to be implemented at the pro level um, all out? Are you, are you a fan of that? Obviously, they allowed in college. Um, do you think we'll ever see the transition to the Pro Tour, allowing coaches to either come out on court or coach from the box throughout the match? Well, uh, you know, uh, the women are already doing some kind of coaching uh, at the set break in, in some event. Well, apparently sure the wrong title, right, Coach? As we saw yesterday, not the right title. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, everybody, honestly, if I have to be honest, I mean, everybody knows that coaching goes on all the time. It's it's like, you know, everybody knows that, uh, you know, the speed limit is 65 and everybody's going 75, you know, <laughs> and you're going to get caught every now and then. Uh, you know, so, you know, you know the consequences. It's, and again, a, a warning for coaching is, is um, you know, is the first uh, code violation, I guess you'd say. It's, it's not that... It's not that big a deal if all you're getting is a warning. So I think that what happened yesterday was just... You know, just unfortunately, uh, you know, just uh, uh, a loss of, you know, just control of, of your, you know, your emotion. A player, player just just took that maybe a, a step uh, a step too far, and you know whether the, the umpire, a chair umpire, should have maybe given a soft warning before she coded uh, for the third time. Um, you know, it's it's that'll be argued um, for a while, I guess, but. Um, you know, uh, you know, Tony, Uncle Tony has, has been coded plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, um, you know, you just you just know the consequences, and you know, you control yourself after that happens, or you, you know, your coach. Sometimes, hey, listen, it ha it's happened to me. I went from college coaching to coaching, uh, you know, to being on site for a Davis Cup match for my son down in Puerto Rico, and you know, I. I was saying more than good shot and come on. And honestly, I just, I didn't mean to, 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 to thwart the rules or whatever, but I was, I probably went over that line and I was, I was quickly warned, um, you know, to stop doing it. And so, you know, it happens all the time. And, and it, it just, unfortunately, I think the, the stakes obviously are very high and, and the nerves are very, you know, very uh, tight. They are highly strung and, uh, you know, I probably just, you know, momentarily uh, just got out of control there. Well, Coach, again, I, I'm full of myself on the transition, so I almost started to laugh beforehand. But you talk about, you know, getting to watch John in the box. You know, I mentioned you were a TV superstar. But I will say it looked like everyone in the crowd was sweating all week long. And so, uh, you know, on that note of the heat rule being instituted, look, I grew up playing tennis. Gornet play up, grew up playing tennis. Dabbled. You have coached in Georgia where, you know, it's never going to get hotter than the summers in Georgia. Georgia. How do you think 
the heat rule has affected these players playing in the tournament and you know do you think the heat in new york has been overblown to the point where maybe it reflects poorly on our players on tour from this event well i mean look our players on tour have never been fitter okay so um the, the physicality of our, of our game is coach you haven't seen high. footage of you from the you know the, early, the late 70s early 80s you were pretty pretty fit yeah, well, we, we've all been fit at one, one point of our lives. Unfortunately for me, it's been too long ago. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, look, it was it was brutally hot over there, to be honest with you. I, I think in some of these stadium courts, um, it was more of the air not moving. I mean, it's just there, it's just in, in that ash court, it is mind-blowing. Uh, when I was down there, I was by the net post with, when John played uh, Del Potro, and honestly, it, it's just it, it's 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 nowhere moving there. It's just it, it's just so humid. Uh, there's gotta there's gotta be a way to hopefully improve that. Um, you know, you got twenty five thousand people in this little dome, and everybody's breathing on top of each other. Honestly, <laughs> and it, it's it's very hot and. You know, I'm wondering whether there could be any improvements as far as, you know, just getting some air movement. I know that in the new Armstrong court, they have these little slits under every uh, seat in that stadium, and they pump air in. And that stadium seems to have some kind of air movement. Uh, uh, it was actually quite uh, – it was warm, but it was not in, just impossible when uh, John played um, – uh, who was it, the Canadian boy? Uh, Rayonich. Yeah, Rayonich. Uh, and so, again, there seemed to be a lot more air movement in that court than we had in Ash. Now, um, that's one side. Now, on the other side, I was there for the juniors, and uh, and I was watching one of my, uh, you know, players, um, uh, one of our commit commits. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, can you, we, we talked to Coach Radini <laughs> no, earlier, and he not. mentioned no names. Yeah, we're not mentioning names. So I was out there watching a junior match, and, uh, and the match was suspended oh. after one player came back from being down 0-5. First set of the match, he comes back to 4-5 on serve, and the match gets suspended. And, it, and I looked, and it's 92 degrees. It's not 100, it's not 98, it's 92 degrees. And I understand there's a, you know, there's a measuring, a measurement uh, procedure for ITF or Grand Slam events. I think it was a, it's a Grand Slam policy. So the match got suspended, but I, you know, I don't know if we're just maybe going a little soft here as far <laughs> as do you suspending, think? suspending play for three hours. Come on, Coach. Do you think the uh, the men the men the ATP got it right then? By I, I agree with you to full out suspend play. I can remember times playing down in Macon, Georgia. Um, I, I'm yeah. sure you've visited there, where there's there's <laughs> not the an ounce of not an ounce <laughs> of air swirling on those bottom courts. We call them the pit. Um, that's, and, that's right. And then up in New York. So I mean, I I can understand a 10 minute break either in between the second and third set, or but after the after the in between the third and fourth I, set. But I think look, the, I could I could for juniors, I could even understand having a 10 yeah. minute break for every set. I don't yeah, care. But exa- I, I would agree. A full out suspension play. is excessive. 
I thought it was. I thought it was. I completely agree with that. I'll say this. Having watched, for the first time in my life, I think it was Chorich in his match against Del Potro. I've never seen Federer that sweaty before in his life. But these guys are dripping all over the court. It's it's both disgusting yeah. and subtly impressive. I don't <laughs> hate it. But, uh, you know, Coach, I, I, you know, we, we so appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. I have to ask, you know, U.S. Open aside, you know, the the college season, the 2018-2019 season has started. You've been able to practice with the guys now during the school year. You know, how, how's the team looking? How are we feeling about the 2018-19 Georgia Bulldogs? Well, I'm excited to work with these guys. We're showing a lot of progress in many areas. This is, uh, this is our, we're actually right now in the middle, uh, I'm here at the course and we're in the middle of the Southern Intercollegiate Tournament. Well, I think we've had this tournament here for 48 years. Uh, so it's our first event, and I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing out here. So we, we, we've got a lot of fun ahead of us and uh, a lot of work ahead of us, but um, I think this is going to be a, a fun a fun year. Coach, I got a, I've got a question for you. I need you to settle a debate that we've been having among the CR crew here. So a lot of people claim – um, and I'll be honest, I, I count myself in this camp that the ACC has become the dominant tennis conference <laughs> and at the NCAA level. Obviously, you have the SEC, you have the Pac-12, you have these other conferences. Help us, help us out here. Is the SEC the best? Is the ACC the best? What do you think? I think the ACC has come a long way, obviously, in the last few years. Um, you know, but for many of those uh, last, whatever, eight or ten years, uh, you know, they at first had one or two pretty good teams. I think now you are adding, uh, you know, more and more teams that are becoming high, you know, highly ranked teams. So, you know, hey, it's a close, uh, it's a close debate. I'm going to let you uh, experts kind of debate all you want. <laughs> I like the political I'm response. I'm that we're the experts. I really appreciate I'm, you saying. I'm just, I'm just going to let the chips fall where they may here. Uh, but uh, I think the SEC will have an outstanding year this year. I'll, I'll, I'll just quit. On that one. How about that? <laughs> I, I'm glad to hear. I was going to say, we're very good friends with, I don't know if you've met Chris Hallioris of College Tennis Ranks. Uh, he would say strongly his Mississippi State Bulldogs, you know, they're good enough to carry any conference. So he'll appreciate that answer. I want to ask you one more before we let you go. Obviously, it's the U.S. Open men's singles final today. Uh, that is, you know, the last major event of the year. You know, I, you saw Juan Martin Del Potro play in studio. You've seen all of these guys all week long in this final. Djokovic Del Potro. Who you, who are you looking for? Who do you, you know, have as the winner and why? And keep in mind, you don't have to recruit either of these guys. So I want the straight answer, not the professional mumbo-jumbo. No, if I have to pick uh, one, and I, I'm, I'm, I'll start by saying either player can win, is capable of winning this final. I, I, I'd have to go with uh, the Joker, uh, <laughs> only because uh, you know his defense to me is uh, almost uh, impenetrable. He just uh, he's back to his old form, even though you know his serve is now his second serve is uh, somewhat attackable at 82 miles an hour. I think his defense is so it's so incredible. I think he kind of just find, finds a way to get back to to neutral, and uh, from there on, it's kind of hard to put the ball by him. Although you know that Del Potro forehand when it uh, when it uh, heats up, it's awfully hard to stay with. But I think uh, I think Nolan is uh, probably a little bit uh, 
too well-rounded as a player. I, I think that's a fair answer. I, I honestly half expect you to say, well, you know, both of these guys are great, but I'm still taking John Isner. I just think Isner's <laughs> the guy in this matchup. And I, I wouldn't have blamed you at all. I think that would have been a great answer. Uh, you know, Coach, again, we so appreciate you taking the time to call into our show. Uh, obviously, we will be glued to the Georgia Bulldogs all season long. And, you know, you have a hall pass. Anytime you want to come on a Cracked Interview show, just call in and we would be happy to have you. It's it's hard to turn uh, a crack uh, racket interview down only because of the crack racket name. I mean, you guys have got the name. No, All right. I was gonna say, well, coach, considering we're the experts, I guess you'll want our advice from here on in. So again, you have me on speed dial. You know who to call. <laughs> I got I'll, I got your number. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, coach, <laughs> thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on, and we'll be sure to talk to you soon. Sure thing. Right, Glad care, to coach. be with you. Bye. And, and that was our interview with Georgia men's tennis head coach Manny Diaz. You know, Gornet, he's a character. I really like he, him. He, I would like to. We need to get some. We need if we could get a panel of coaches on in the future. I think we could have we could have a show just just we could have a twenty four hour coverage. Uh, if you I you know the long time the interview we're chasing. All due respect to every other coach. We so appreciate them coming on, but. I don't think me and Brian Boland should be allowed to interview <laughs> together because I will talk to him for a solid five and a half hours about all of the Virginia years. I mean, it's embarrassing to say, but I know everything. And so that would be my my dream interview, other than CeCe Bellis for other reasons, has got to be, you know, Brian Boland. I would just, I would love that opportunity. I think it would be so fun. But yeah, so right now, Djokovic on serve, up 3-2, 15 all in this game. You know, we haven't gotten to see much but still is this the start you expected from both of these guys yeah pretty pretty smooth del potro had a little love 30 opening uh early on Djokovic recovered but i think i think give it a few more games and we'll start seeing some break points and that's when that's when we'll start to oh, heat up let's hope so another thing we will be seeing soon our next guest but before we do that we're gonna have to take a quick commercial break so again be sure to stick around we've got hours of coverage ahead of you so just you know keep our feet open and we will be right back with cr live you will be good, but you will be poor. Hello, and every day it is a praise, a pleasure. <laughs> 